Uh, great song, isn't it? Uh, at the moment, it's probably one of my favourites. Uh, it pulls you down, doesn't it, and uh, makes you realise where we're at and that we're in the great shepherd, Jesus' hands, and he's the one that leads us through all. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to read the Bible together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, how great it is to be able to sing to you. Lord, words that touch, words that are truth, uh, words that comfort and words that encourage, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sing to you this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to pray to you. Thank you for the opportunity to acknowledge uh, how you're at work in different people's lives, seeking uh, to help others come to know you and love you too, Lord. We pray this morning now as we look at your word together, as we think about uh, our vision and our purpose for this year, Lord. pray, Father, that uh, it'll be of you and that, Lord, uh, we'll be in line with you and uh, seeking to live on your mission with you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, as I said, today's a little bit different in that uh, we're uh, thinking a bit about where we're heading, what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to be reading the Bible today, and we're going to be, which is a good thing because we do that every week. Uh, we're going to be reading the Bible, and we're going to be looking at one Thessalonians. Uh, we're actually going to be looking through one Thessalonians throughout this term as we uh, kick into the year. Uh, and it's going to set the direction for where we're going, and it's part of uh, uh, part of why we've thought about doing something slightly different with our purpose and vision for this year. So, if you've got your Bibles, you can open them up for us. You can have a look at one Thessalonians chapter three, verses six to thirteen, or you can follow along on the screen with us. Uh, that's fine as well. So Paul is writing to the people in Thessalonians and he's talking about uh, what he's heard about them and uh, he's talking about a good mate of his called Timothy and uh, the reports that Timothy has brought back to Paul about what was going on in that little church back in those days. It's a great book of the Bible, it's probably one of the most encouraging in that it's an encouraging letter uh, to them. Uh, this is what it says, but Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories for us and that you long to see us, just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we're encouraged about you because of your faith, for now we really live. Since you are standing firm in the Lord, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. There should be one back, boys. That one. Thank you.
Uh, people without vision uh, perish. It's a great little quote from the Bible from Proverbs you see there, and it's true, isn't it? Uh, that old saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If we don't know what we're on about and don't know where we're going, then we're just flailing around, trying to find out and do things and not doing anything particularly well at all. Uh, so it's great to have vision. God wants us to have a vision and he wants us to have a mission and a direction. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is thinking about refining that vision. Uh, we've been and had a clear vision for the last 15 years or so. We've definitely known where we're going and what we're doing. And we've had a vision and we've been doing that. And part of that has been that we've had the, the three words, connect, grow, serve, haven't we? Connecting with God and each other in community, growing with each other and God in community, and serving one another and God in community. And they've been good, haven't they? And they've been with a vision statement, a purpose statement behind it that we wanted to uh, seek to take the good news of Jesus to our community, see people's lives transformed into vibrant followers of Jesus. A great statements and uh, good statements. And they've been working for us for a, a quite a while. And they've been good for that. Uh, but you, I don't know whether you've noticed, but actually we changed them slightly about seven years ago. Uh, we connect the kept, connect, grow, serve, but then we changed the purpose statement, but we kept, connect, the kept, connect, the kept, connect, grow, serve part of it. Blech. Um uh, And we did that because we actually did a slight change in how we were doing things. Uh, we decided that uh, we would like to be a church that's more about people and relationships rather than programs. Uh, we moved away from running events and we're on about people and investing into people and investing into people that way. Uh, we moved from just providing things for people to come to to say that actually we want to be out there with people on mission for God amongst people. That we want to actually be and live life and do life with each other and do life with our community and bring Jesus to our community. And the last couple of years we've had that theme, haven't we, to saturate our lives and our community with Jesus. Uh, and that's been where we've been moving. And our purpose statement moved a little bit with that, but our Connect, Grow, Serve didn't actually move with that. Uh, and Connect, Grow, Serve has a little bit more about actually connecting into a program or connecting into an event or serving in an activity. And so we were, as we were thinking about this, we we're actually thinking that maybe we need to refine it a bit to where we've actually been going, where God's been leading us. Uh, a number of years ago, when I was about 43, uh, I went and had probably one of the worst appointments I ever had. Uh, I went to the optometrist. Uh, I'd had headaches. Uh, I didn't know what was going on with that. Uh, things, and I was finding I was getting them more and more and more. And someone said, you should go and get your eyes checked. And so I went to the optometrist, and the optometrist sat me down and he said, yep, you need glasses. And it's only going to get worse from here. It's just going to decline. Everything's going to get terrible. You're just going to keep getting knee to knee, new and new. And new. I thought, Man, I'm 43 and I'm gone. Cactus, I'm gone. My eyesight's terrible. Well, I stuck it to him, didn't you? I haven't been back for seven years. <laughs> ha! He got one set of glasses out of me, but that's it. Problem is, I don't see things very well. <laughs> anymore. I'm, now I've got two sets of glasses beside the computer and one I try and wear my old ones which I can read most things but then someone, what's that number? I've got to take them off and I've got to get another set and put them on because my vision's gone blurry. In seven years uh, I've needed to have my vision refined. I've needed to have new glasses. 
but I don't want to go back to that optometrist because I just don't like him. So Beachside Bargains, Cody, I'm on my way down there. <laughs> I'm going to go and get some more glasses from them. Uh, but it's that sense, isn't it? Uh, you, you need sometimes to refocus, don't we, to revision. And so during my long service leave and uh, hearing some talks and reading some stuff and then coming back and talking to the elders, we, we decided that that would be good for us to revision into 2018. So where's God leading us and where is God taking us uh, from here on in? And so we've decided to revision. So that's what we're doing this morning. We're going to bring to you uh, where we think God's taking us. Now you might think that this isn't a whole big change, but I'm hoping as you see this and as we expand on that, as we work through 1 Thessalonians this term... You'll see how God's wanting to take us and where he's wanting to go with this, uh, with you. Uh, so we're going to be thinking about that. And the first thing that we really need to understand is who we are. Before we can re-envision anything, we need to understand who we are. Who are we? Uh, well, the good news is that the Bible tells us who we are. Uh, and in that passage that we had, there were a number of times that we got a couple of glimpses of what Paul was saying that help us understand who we are. He talks about people who have faith and love. He talks about people who are brothers and sisters. Uh, there's a sense about being connected to someone. That's faith, trusting in something. There's something about loving someone. Uh, and there's something about that that's in a family sense, brotherly and sisterly. I don't know whether you've noticed the songs. I did hint at it at the beginning. But our songs have actually had a movement in it today that are helping us understand who we are and what we're on about. Who can remember the very first song that we sang? Amazing Grace. What's Amazing Grace about? Saving us, isn't it? John Newton, the slave trader, is on a boat. Uh, it's storms coming down and he's being wrecked and as he's getting washed off the boat, he does a deal with God. He says, if you save me, I'll serve you. Well, he does. And so John Newton actually goes and spends the rest of his life serving God. And then he writes this song, Amazing Grace. And it's about God saving us, isn't it? But it's a really good song because it tells us who we are before that. Doesn't it? John Newton says, you saved a wretch like me. Now some people find that hard to comprehend. A wretch? What do you mean by that? Well, what he means by that is not that it, for him actually he felt he was the worst person ever because he was a slave trader. Uh, but in one sense he's just saying anyone who hasn't connected to God through Jesus, anyone who wants to live their life and go their own way, is a wretch. Is it someone who's going off and living their own way? Not God's way. That's what he means by wretch. They're going off and living this way. But he says God steps in through his grace and literally rescued him, didn't he, off the boat and saved him. Which is what the second song's about, wasn't it? What was the second song? This is Amazing Grace. And what does he say this is Amazing Grace about? It's about what? The amazing love of God who what? How does he demonstrate that love? It's Jesus, isn't it? He says this is amazing grace that God would send his son to save us, that he would send Jesus into the world. He says, you're wrecked. You're on a boat. You can't save yourself. He says, but I'm going to come in and save you. So he says he sends Jesus into the world who comes in to save us. And he says, what's the amazing thing about it? That he'd send him to the cross, that actually was saved by him dying. It's at the cross that Jesus picks us up because he saves the wretch like us. He saves all the stuff that we've done wrong and he nails it there and says, now you can be free of that and you can be in a perfect relationship with God now. And then he rises again and said, this is all yours. That's what the second song's about, isn't it? 
This is amazing grace that you would send your son. That's phenomenal news, isn't it? Picks us off off the boat that we can't save ourselves and places us where, in the third song is, the love of the Father because we've been placed in his family. That's what it is, isn't it? It's the love of the Father. We're placed in his family. And the song talks about living as part of his family and then being in his family at the end. And we stand before him and we sing to him and we're in perfect relationship with him. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? That is who we are. We are loved children of God on a mission with God. That's who we are. We are loved children of God on a mission with God. Uh, this is a great one I saw. Tell me what love is, Chuck. In Peanuts, a man called Jesus. That's that amazing love and that we've brought into that and our identity is in him and now we are to go out and live on his mission to bring honour and glory to him. You are loved. That is a phenomenal thing, not just by anyone here. That's fantastic. There's people here who love you, but the God of the universe loves you, wants you to be in his family forever. And he makes that possible in Jesus. That is wonderful news. Roger Federer. He's not God, but man, he plays tennis pretty well, doesn't he? He's pretty well. He is wonderful. Sue Harper just watches him and not the tennis. Every time he's on, Matt, Roger's on. Quick, get there. Uh, he, he's, he is a phenomenon, don't get me, he's an amazing tennis player and he is a beautiful tennis player. Uh, he's just a beautiful man all around. Um, uh, yeah, I do watch him, I enjoy watching him play tennis. I'd love to have a backhand like him. If I get hit his backhand, man, I get out there and I do the beautiful poof and it goes shoosh, miles out. I'd love to hit the tennis ball like him. Uh, but he's, yeah. Preach it, brother. Um, but he's a phenomenon too, though. Did you see him at the end of uh, the Australian Open this year? I don't think I've seen him quite as emotional as that before. He just... Uh, that makes him even more beautiful to some people. Uh, he, he broke down and cried, but within that, it was wonderful to see because he was recognising that this was all only possible because of his mum and dad and his wife and that he was actually playing this way because of them. He was actually playing well because he knew who he was, he knew who he was connected to, and so he was bringing honour to them, wasn't he? He was bringing, in a sense, glory to them by saying, I I'm playing like this because of who you are and because of who I am because I'm connected to you. Uh, that's what God wants in us. That's who we are. That's what we're to be on about. Uh, people who recognise who we are as God as our Heavenly Father who loves us so much that we are to go out and live that way in the world around us as beautiful people, in a sense, as people who are bringing Jesus to others. That's what our mission is. That's what God tells us to do. And so our mission is based out of that and our purpose is based out of that, out of our identity as children, loved children of God on mission with him to bring him glory and honour. And the good news is that God tells us how we're going to do that. He tells us that we've got a purpose. 
And he tells us that in a number of different ways, but the two best summary sentences that he does that for us are one called the Great Commandment and one called the Great Commission. Uh, and it's very connected to verse 12. It's uh, <laughs> the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. Does anyone know what they are? If you can read them, they're a little bit small, aren't they? The Great Commandment, someone comes up to Jesus and says, what's life about? And Jesus says, it's pretty simple, guys. It's to love God with all that you are and love others the same. It's to love God and to love others. That is what he wants us to be. That is what we're to be on about, is to be loving God and loving others. Uh, we are to be loving Jesus and loving other people around us. You know, sometimes we like to make things life complicated, don't we? Now, that can look in a whole lot of different ways, and we can work that out over time. But in one sense, that is such a simple statement. And it just gives so much purpose to who we are and where we are, doesn't it? When you're in life, you're going to love God as much as you can with all that you are, and you love other people in the way that he loves us. And then the Great Commission, this is what I said to the kids, he says, go, doesn't he? He says, don't just know that for yourself, but get out and tell other people about it. The last words Jesus says to his mates, his disciples, he says, go and make disciples. Go and make people who will follow me like you. So our purpose has got to be twofold or threefold in one sense. It's loving God, it's loving others, and then it's helping others do the same. That's the whole lot together, isn't it? As we thought about that as an eldership and a leadership, uh, we had a couple of sentences that we fiddled around with and then we came up with this is to be our new purpose statement, pulling those things together. At Evans Head Prezi, we are seeking to love Jesus, each other, our community, our world, and help others do the same. Simple, isn't it? But that's it. That's what we want to do. Uh, we've put it into this. Alexander's helped put the graphic towards this. We'd like to actually have a whole group of people down the bottom. We couldn't work that out. But it's got movement, hasn't it? It's actually going forward. This is not a stationary thing. God doesn't want us to be stationary. We're not to be standing still with him. We're to be moving with him. We'll be growing with him and heading it out. And so therefore we've taken that statement. We are seeking to love Jesus, each other, our community and our world, and help others do the same. So we're not just holding it to ourselves. We want to help other people do this. And so we thought, well, let's think about how that works. And then we came up with three new words, because uh, three is a really good word to go with, uh, good things to, to remember. And so we've come up with growing, showing, and going in the love of Jesus Christ. So grow, show, go, if you want to shorten it. But we wanted movement. We want us to see that this is something that we're on about. This is, where we're, this is where we're going with this. So we're growing in love with Jesus and helping others do the same. We're going to be showing the love of Jesus to others and helping others do the same. We're going to be going out and sharing the love of Jesus and helping others do the same. That's what we're going to be on about. You notice this is slightly different too in that it's actually a movement and it's relational and it's going out and it's doing this and it's helping others do the same. It's not just a program or an event or a place. This is something that's about our life. We want to live this out. Live this out in the world that God's placed us in the community that he's placed us. Uh, last week I mentioned to you that it's time to get real. We looked at that ad uh, from Telstra that year. This year is going to be that year for you. 
And we encourage each other, didn't we, that this year is going to be that year that we get real with Jesus, that we get real in prayer, that we get real in proclaiming Jesus. And this is where we want us to go to. This is what we're heading and that's why we think this is what God wants us to do. Now we're going to flesh that out. We're going to expand that more over the next couple of weeks as we look through 1 Thessalonians together, as we see how God wants us to grow, show and go. And we're going to think about how we do that together over the next few weeks. But that's where we think God wants to take us. And we're going to be excited about that in 2018. And this is something we want us to see that he wants to do with us for many years from here on in. Uh, I'm just going to show you a quick clip that will hopefully pull a bit of that together. Growing, showing, going in the love of Jesus Christ. That's what we want to be on about this year, guys. That's where we want to be heading. That's what we want to be doing. And we're going to be encouraging you in that. We've already started to encourage you in that, haven't we? Uh, in the couple of weeks leading up to this, uh, we've done a couple of things about that. We've helped you and we want you to be reading the scriptures. If you're going to be growing, then you need to be getting into God's word because that's where we find out what God wants us to do. Uh, read scripture out. Uh, download it onto your phone, on your tablet, start reading it. It is an excellent program. How, who's up to the end of Genesis? Yeah, I'm up to the end of Genesis. I'm getting up to that stage. Uh, keep going on it, guys. It's fantastic. There's a great, great clips you can watch. really helps pull it together. We want you to be reading the Bible together as we hear about God's love for us and how we love others. Uh, Bite-sized theology. We've given out that book this year tiny but to the point we're going to have more of them soon we're out of them we've given them all away and we've got our Jesus and you card that we want to encourage you to take and give to people uh, you notice that we're keeping a bit of the uh, theme happening between our graphics on that as well uh, so we want to be handing that out to people it's a really great card for people to work to hear about understand what Jesus is about initially he makes you think about it 
then what that looks like in the world around us, and then we get into Mark together. So take them and hand them out. Huh? No, they've gone. We're ordering more of them too. We've given so many away. We've got more to come. Uh, but that's what we're on about, guys. That's what we want to be doing this year. That's uh, what God has laid on our heart as a leadership and eldership. As we've been thinking through the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, as we've been thinking about where God's been leading us over the last couple of years, and we've been thinking about that movement. Notice it's a movement. Uh, the church, Jesus didn't start an institution. Jesus never intended his followers to be an institution. Now, sometimes we need institutions to help make things work, but that's not its main focus. The institution's got to serve the mission, not the other way around. Institutions just break, don't they, ultimately, at different times. Uh, we need them to help us put stuff around us in one sense, but we're about a movement. Jesus is about a movement spreading to the rest of the world so that people can come to know him and love him and live for him. So that's what we want to be on about, guys. Uh, we have people who are seeking to love Jesus, each other, our community and the world, and help others do the same. We're going to do that through growing, showing and going. Uh, let's pray that God will bless that and take us on that this year as we journey together on that new purpose, that revisioning of uh, what he wants to do and where he wants to take us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that you haven't left us to our imagination or to our own thoughts and processes to know what you want us to do, Lord, but you have spoken to us uh, through your word. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that and we thank you that within that, Lord, we see uh, that you have clearly demonstrated to us uh, your love for us and that we are loved children of you through your son, Jesus, Lord, and that you want us on mission for you to get on board with you and what you're doing in this world, Lord. And we pray that as we've uh, set forth uh, where we uh, want to go this year, how we want to, uh, our purpose statement and our vision statement, we pray, Lord, that as we put that into practice with our strategies throughout the year, uh, that, Lord, as we seek to live that out, that, Lord, you will bless that and that, Lord, we will be trusting you in that and always seeking you, Lord, and not just our own wisdom but yours, Lord. Pray your spirit will do a work within our lives today, Lord, in our hearts today, uh, that, Lord, you'll take what we've heard and what we've seen and, Lord, that you'll excite us and enthuse us and encourage us to get on mission with you. Heavenly Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.